See this? This is my boomstick! got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. And Jack left town. Audio troubles in the game of life. Oh, my God. Yeah, Yeah, that's just one of the troubles. I did I did slight changes. Uh, not slight changes. I did some changes in the Slow Robot uh, studio here. And, oh, man, you better buckle up for a whole lot of uh, audio technician work. Audio excitement. Yeah, isn't it great? Hey, what is this? Who is this? Why is this? Slow this Robot? Slow Robot a Go-Go. Show 196. One of the 10,000 shows that we do. <laughs> Stampeding headfirst into 200 very yeah, soon. Stampede, yeah. Imagine head. that. Yeah. Wow. That means like uh, over like 300 movies we probably watch because we've done oh, double wow. features for a long time now. So long. We used to do one a show and then, uh, yeah. Now we do two. That's it, though. No, 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 three. No. We, did, we did a three. Did we? Oh, yeah, we did the a couple times. One, yeah, yeah, like yeah. When we did a specialty thing, which, eh, that's okay every now and then. Yeah, every now and then, but not... Not yeah, much. Not all the time. So, Happy New Year to uh, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. Yes, mm-hmm. and Happy New Year to Mao and everybody, mm-hmm. all our listeners out there in podcast land. Rocking the B-movies yeah. all, all, all day, every day, you know? Although this this week I had I watched a lot of stuff and a lot of it was uh, mainstream so oh oh god crazy stuff how dare you yeah well you know that's the way life goes every what once in a while you dabble <laughs> yeah. what did you did you watch anything this no, week no I didn't no not didn't just some some crappy crappy football games mm. like crappy college games that were blowouts and oh really and garbage like that Co- yeah. college games are are usually blowouts aren't they like a ah, lot it depends but yeah a lot of them are yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, you know, they were pretty terrible yesterday, but, yes. uh, eh, whatever. Okay, well... I I'll, didn't watch the whole game. I have a ton of That's movies. That's for sure. A ton of movies I watched. A ton. Well, maybe not a ton, but quite a bit. I watched Minions. Um, funny. I, I'm, I'm a big... I'm not a big fan. I like the, um... Ugh. What, what are Minions from? The Despicable Me. I like those... The mm-hmm. animations, they're both very funny, um, good mm-hmm. stories, and, and well-drawn, a lot of interesting stuff to look at. And the Minions were funny, so I was like, eh, whatever. So I watched the Minions, and I laughed a lot. It was funny. And I watched a documentary called CBGB. Mm. And it was actually the guy who played um, Hilly was... Hilly Michaels? What's that? Hilly Michaels? Yeah, uh, it, it was actually... The guy who played him was... Um, so it wasn't a documentary, it was a movie. It was a movie, but it was done like documentary style. It was a docudrama. Style. Yeah, it was uh, the guy from freaking Snape from uh, Harry Potter. The I don't know. Oh, he's No, he's a famous actor. Damn it. Hold on. I, I gotta pause this. Son of a bitch. Harry Potter stuff. Yes, the, the Alan Rickman. That's okay, who I couldn't yeah, think of. I know, him <laughs> I know, yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, you know. Yeah. So he yeah. played Hilly. And it was, fu- it was funny. It was good. Uh, they had a lot of uh, bands coming in like talking heads and stuff like that you know so it was pretty cool hmm. and then I nice. watched Under the Influence which was a a documentary f- with um, Keith Richards and that was interesting about what? his life really they did a documentary about him and he was in He it was him he was there the whole time yeah uh, boy you can't believe he's alive honestly you know it's just yeah, and we should mention that, you know, one of your uh, metal guys. Yeah, oh week, my god. Yeah. I'm, surp- I'm really surprised that Lemmy passed away and Keith Richards. Keith Richards will outlive 
Every rock star. <laughs> well, there's a there's a funny meme going around on the internet that says, uh, if we don't recycle, you know, how are we going to leave the world for Keith Richards? <laughs> exactly. Because <laughs> he's never going to die. Yeah. Uh, you know, I know, and I'm kind of bracing. I've been bracing for Ozzy to pass away the last no, two decades. I because that'll be a I'll be very uh, upset when that happens. But yeah, Ke- uh, Lemmy was uh, awesome guy. You know. He kind of lived his life the way he wanted to, so you can't really yeah, cry he, for him, he you know. to 70, which is probably more than he... Now, how old is freaking Keith Richards? Like? <clears throat> he's got to be, like, in his mid-80s? He's No, 80s? no, he's probably a little bit older than that, but I don't know how much older. I mean, Lemmy mm-hmm. was, like... he Before he became a rock guy, he was, like, a... Uh, whatchamacallit, like, a stagehand and a roadie and all Road that. Crew, yeah. So, yeah, I think he was a roadie for Hendrix or something, so he's been around for a... <laughs> a hell of a long time, but he's yeah. a crazy guy. Yeah, yeah. And I watched a Mike Tyson style documentary called Champs. It was basically a, it was a Tyson was in it, and well, he actually produced it and wrote it, not wrote it, but you know, what I mean, he he kind of made it. Uh, it was kind of talking to a lot of like uh, Bernard Hopkins and a couple of these guys that kind of lost it all. Holyfield was on it, where they came from and how hard it was to actually achieve what they've achieved and, hmm, and, and, sure, and how fast sure. they lose it you know sure, yeah it's yeah. kind of interesting stuff and then i watched uh new year's eve a uh, drunken new year's eve was dude where's my car and grandma's boy because those are just two stupid insanely dumb classics that i like to watch okay All right. and then yesterday i went ventured out of my safety cave wow and uh went to see the 70 millimeter uh, Roadshow presentation of Hateful Eight from Tarantino. Oh God, you went to see that? Yep, huh? and it was uh, the soundtrack was Ennio Marconi did it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was good. I liked it a lot. I was. I you was, liked um, it a lot. Yeah. Okay, it, I'm done. Yeah. Oh, so sad. Okay, see you later. Have a nice show. No, I'm sorry. Oh, wow, unbelievable. The hatred you have. Is yeah, well, it's the Hateful Eight. Yeah, well, it should be the Hateful Nine apparently. Yeah. But, uh, it for. Because uh, I've been kind of harsh uh, towards Tarantino for the last, you know, last couple movies that he put out. I wasn't too thrilled with. Um, this one kind of made me, reminded me more of like when I really liked him. Mm. It was uh, maybe now maybe it was the genre because I do love westerns. I yeah, love, like, we we watched one today. Yeah, and I love. <laughs> thanks, thanks for that. By the way, in advance. I, and I did. Uh, I just loved the, uh, er, like I liked everything about it. You know, Tarantino uh, brought us. You you have uh, Kurt Russell, who was he played this just over the top like bounty hunter who was mm. paranoid and angry all the time and didn't take shit from anybody. And then, of course, then you had Samuel Jackson. Uh, who oh, sucks. No, nah, well, this well he was in good in this one, but the uh, oh, in real life I the one say. guy um, who we've had who was the guy from uh, Running Silent, Bruce Dern. Oh, he's, he's Bruce Dern's in it, man. Oh, okay. He plays like this crotchety old general. Uh, but overall, you know, it was a. It, I actually like really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a good movie. I, I was glad I went to see the roadshow version. Yeah. This the shtick with this one is there. There's for two weeks only. They're going to show this roadshow, uh, and this is the end of the two weeks coming up, mm-hmm. um, where they sh- they filmed it in the 70 millimeter Panasonic Ultra, uh, and it's. And you you had to go to a special theater to see it there, you know. In that, it's a little bit longer. It's like a three hour movie, three hours and seven minutes. Oh no! Yeah, but there's an intermission, so that was all right. Screw that, man. You didn't feel the you didn't feel the time though. 
Uh, no, 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 thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling ill right now. Yeah, I know. You're gonna have to. I'm gonna be doing the rest of the show the solo. Yeah, yeah. So I, mean, I feel like I'm in hipster land right now or something. Oh my god. No, I don't please. think, I don't think Tarantino's hipster anymore. Uh, three just, hours of that shit dialogue that that punk <laughs> writes, I couldn't deal with that. I'm sure this movie was very dialogue heavy, wasn't it? The only thing, my only knock, well, it was, but it was kind of, it wasn't that, like, it wasn't that what you're thinking of, that that no. 90s. No, 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 uh, different dialogue. It wasn't yeah, that right. 90s BS dialogue. No, no, that, no, that, obviously uh, it's said in the old West. Yeah, but but I mean, like, it, it was all kind of like trying to get background, trying to get thing. they're stuck in a cabin type of stuff. It was very um, interesting. There was a lot, of course, the, my only knock against it is the N-word. Oh my God! Like you know, you're gonna he hear. He loves it. it. He loves that word. You know, you're gonna hear it at least once in his movies. No, he loves it. I was. I wanted. I wish I would have taken this thing. My. I have like one of those little like. I have like one of those little counters, and I wish I would have counted them. There's probably about seven hundred of them in it. He loves that word. I know it's crazy, and I and I was like watching this. I was like, this is excessive. And I listen to rap sometimes, so that's. I mean, that'll tell you. You're like. That, that's oh my why. God. That's like, why he goes out on those like Black Lives Matter. Uh, um, protests yeah. just because he feels bad by using you know <laughs> the end dropping the end bomb eight hundred times in his movie. Yeah. That's the way he he you know he feels better you know like it was hey, insanely you know. excessive like and and for me to say that I was like I don't usually mind that stuff. Um, yeah, but it was a I, like I said it was a great traditional western in that um, the plot was not overly intricate. But serviceable, and it was, and the, the the scenery was incredible. It was like Wyoming snowfall, mountains, stuff like that. It was really beautiful. Kind of reminded you of those old uh, Leones, where they, where you were wa- looking at the sweeping desert landscape. And you're like, wow, this is beautiful. You're you're, you're killing me, man. You're killing me right now. Don't compare that ass wife to Leone. Come on. But anyway, I know. didn't. I just said. Well, I guess I said uh, the scenery I'm, was. I'm, the same, I'm but angry right now. I'm angry. Oh uh, well, you were angry before you even came in the studio. I'm. I'm so angry. many so much negative vibes from you, man. Today. I'm I don't telling know. you, man. Uh, all right. Well, we're gonna go to a trailer break, and then uh, when we come back, we're gonna get into our movies. This boo, week. Tarantino. Boo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Who are you? I'm Laura, your new neighbor. You alright? She's beautiful. Say something clever. I fell on my bottom. No! You'll live for a thousand torments of sheer shock as vampires, demons, and ghouls meet the hideous wolf monster in Frankenstein's Bloody Terror. Don't miss Frankenstein's Bloody Terror. It's a super shock spectacle of hideous horror in Chillerama 70 and gory color. Exorcism is only the beginning of Exorcism's Daughter. In Exorcism's Daughter, you actually see an exorcism. Then you witness the results. And when there's no place left to go, you can always go mad. Welcome to the house of insane women. The only place left to go when you're Exorcism's Daughter. No matter where you've been before, you've never seen anything like Exorcism's Daughter. Pudges? We don't need no stinking budget. Oh, no. Come to the class reunion, but only if you have a craving for terror. For nothing is more terrifying than a party given by the Redeemer. First, the Omen. Now, the Redeemer. 
Rated R, under 17, not admitted without parent. A Dimension Pictures release. Sorry, I picked the wrong week to quit sniffing blue. Ladies and gentlemen and children of all ages, we're going to present for your approval a novelty picture with an all-midget cast, the first of its kind ever to be produced. I'm told that it has everything. That is, everything that a Western should have. It's a soul-stirring drama, a searing saga of the sagebrush, and it's called The Terror of Tiny Town. All right, and that wonderful intro gives you some like thought into what we're going to do. Our first movie. Our first movie? What is our first movie? The first Didn't movie is that intro just tell us what it, it was? It sure did. It's The Terror of Tiny Town. A little bit of backstory as to why I chose this. or why. Yeah, I'd like to know why. Uh, basically, what happened was I um, I, I had this on a video cassette. Like a bo- I, bu- I found this and bought it somewhere. I can't even remember where it was. Uh, in the 90s. when Back when the, it was coveted as like a thing. Hmm. And I let someone borrow it and I never got it back. I hate and when I, that happens. And I, I know. And it happens a lot. And But I didn't. And I was like, oh, whatever. So it was just gone. And now with this, now the way things are now, everything's out there digitally. So it wasn't a big deal. Sure. Um, so I grabbed it up and I was like, oh, cool. We'll watch this again. And I was like, oh, I remember. I, I, I immediately was like, oh, I remember this movie now because it's so crazy. It was from 1938, and it was basically a, a, a midget parody of a western, but it wasn't a parody, really. No, it had a storyline. It was just a western shot with midgets using riding Cheshire ponies, Yep. yep. and uh, it was insanity. Yep. I will say the first thing, though, I turned it on, because I, 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 I download stuff off the internet, and I put it on the on my regular TV, and I like turn on, and I was like, oh, wait, an hour and 45 minutes, that can't be right. Extended. It was... Cut. It was like a really good version that I got off the internet, and it, they put back to back a regular one, and then they must have had a, a an edited one for TV or something like that. So, uh, what what did you think about this movie, Doctor? Well, I, a little bit of a yawn, I guess. You know, it's it's kind of like I'll tell you exactly what I think about this movie. At first, it's like, well, that's kind of a weird. I would like to see more movies done by little people, like Star Wars and The Hateful Eight. You know, <laughs> I would like to see remakes done today, because that would be just, you know, annoying to a lot of idiots in the world. But um, the 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 gimmick wears off after a while. You then know, then you're just I mean? watching a movie. Then you're just watching a movie because after after about ten or fifteen minutes, it's like okay. The gimmick is done with. So what's the plot line? What's going on? What's and then it's just a real movie, and that's kind of what happens where you're like watching and you're like you just kind of forget that they're midgets and you're just watching a and western then, and then you know, half and the time like, with the exception of a few I'm thinking is, it, is some of these people like just children that they use but according to what I read they were all you know little people so yeah. you know okay and then some of them ended up in um, Wizard of Oz next oh, year course, so yeah. uh, well, you know it Billy Barty wasn't in this so I'm a, I'm su- it like the way they pitched it and the way they used it I almost think they were trying to make a genre. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, I think they were trying to make it like, like a, a whole, <laughs> yeah, like a whole little people genre. Is that what I'm supposed to be saying? Little people? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think okay. little people is better than you know midget. You I'm know. not being derogatory. I'm no, just, you're just using the word. It says midget on the movie. It says with like the Jed Buell's midget starring Jed Buell's midgets. Yeah, that was the word back then. But I guess now people want us to say little people, and I don't want to offend anyone. Okay. <laughs> yeah, right. So I'll say little people. All right, that's cool. But yeah, it was one of those things where I was like, the way they had this set up and the way they were doing it, it 
I guarantee they were like, we're going to make a whole genre. And it did it's good. It's going to be little people gone crazy. You know, the movie did well from what I read, but I don't know. Maybe they would. Maybe even back then there was a backlash or something. They never did another. No. Of its type. Now years later, I, w- I wanted to research this, but I forgot. And in somewhere in the seventies, I think it was in the seventies. They had a movie called Bugsy Malone. It was a gangster movie. It was made with children playing gangsters. So I guess they played it safe. They didn't get. You know, little people. They got uh, children to play the adult roles. And I think Paul Williams, the singer, songwriter, actor, was awesome. in it too as, you know, the the, oh my God. the short, uh, you know, lead or whatever. But it was made with, you know, kids. See, and then our whole plot to get that record laid, this movie all day long. Oh, yeah. All the songs on that movie. All oh, yeah. day long. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I got to get that record laid. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's all I was thinking about. It was like, oh, they just keep stacking up. I gotta yeah, get these. Yeah, this, both movies today are musicals, so I oh didn't even God. realize that. But yeah. I didn't either. Which I, whenever that pr- crops up in our, when I pick something and it turns out to be a musical, I go, oh, yeah, me too. Did I make a mistake? Yeah, but eh, often yeah, it's it's light enough that it doesn't bother you. Yeah. You know, you use the bathroom while they're singing, or go wash some dishes, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And then when you yeah. come back, the movie's back on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, th- th- there's not much of a plot other than there's a bad guy who's putting, he's, he's kind of uh, getting two local ranchers to fight against each other, thinking they're stealing each other's. You know uh, what's funny? Okay. That that plot line is similar to uh, a fistful of dollars, like the two oh. families are fighting against each other, I'm, and I was like, oh my god! You I'm know? pretty sure it's like eighty percent of all westerns. Yeah, the same storyline. Yeah, because I don't watch them that much. So, <laughs> but it's funny how the two families fighting. Going, isn't this like the fistful of dollars and with little guys? Okay. Yeah, pretty much. You know, um, and I don't know. And then there's like a love interest, and then the one guy, the one rancher. Is was like a very saggy older yeah, guy. Yeah, he was kind of s- weird looking. He looked really weird looking. He looked like he would. He's like in his forties, but he was he was like melting. sag melting. Yeah, he was like melting into a ball or something. You're yeah. like, wow, this is really odd. Yeah, really. Uh, I don't know. There's not that. That's the plot. There's not much of a plot. It's a standard western. There's nothing. Um, egregious one way or the other. They no. lots of shooting, lots of stuff like. Which in the 30s and 40s, the westerns of that era, that's what it was. Lots of. The, did you see that the the bad guy was having a real hard time with his horse? Yeah. Anytime he yeah, was riding the yeah, horse, yeah. that horse was kind of sideways, and he wasn't very comfortable, and it wasn't very good. Uh, they showed a lot of them, uh, a lot of the characters riding around on their on their Cheshire ponies, and they were doing fine. He wasn't on a horse too much, and when he was, it looked really uncomfortable. Yeah, because our hero was a little more agile. I mean, he climbed up the the stagecoach, no problem. Yeah, yeah. He was on the horse. Yeah, the bad guy didn't look like he was around, uh, you know, horses <laughs> he, too much. He didn't like them, and they didn't like him. Yeah. <laughs> it was, and it was I mean, one of those things where you're like, okay. And all through the movie, like I said, I was wondering if they actually w- maybe had children in the background, but I guess, I guess we were already... You know, said that no, but it was just like they, it well, was, they it must have had some, because like that that's I didn't think that that lady singing. I think she was. She she she's was, an adult, but at yeah. first I was like, she looks like a kid. She did look like a kid, but like, and I'm sure some of the extras in the background, yeah. just kids. I mean, who cares? 
Yeah, really. It's like we need people. We need. We can't. We don't have enough little people. We got to get some kids in here. I was laughing at this. Like when they were shooting, the size of guns. Yeah, the size of guns were great. It looks yeah. like you're holding hand. At the end, when our hero comes in and he, the, the 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 bad guy double crossed, <laughs> saying that he was the killer of her uncle, yeah. the girl's holding the gun. The gun was as big as her, and I'm like, whoa, wow, okay, I guess. Uh, and yeah. they were, they always all they, didn't, the, they didn't scale those. No, and all the gags were like. When they walked into the saloon, they'd saloon walk under, under the doors. Yeah, under the and door, like, yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. It was, uh, yeah. They, were, mean, they never, like, pointed and laughed. But they did yeah. a lot of stuff to make sure that you knew that they were, you were watching midgets or little people, and it was Whatever, funny, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. Was, So, like, there was some honest laughs in it when, you, when you're just like... these. Sometimes I, cho- I choose movies like these just for the absurd. Sure. Like, and that's what this... Like, I love to find these movies that are just wrong from start to finish and you don't even know why the hell this is a thing you know and you're watching you're like man what the hell is going on here you know that usually wears off but it was uh yeah you know it's one of those movies that's like always been like you know 50 worst movies of all time or whatever i mean it is it's just kind of a little bit of a snore you know because i'm not a huge fan of the westerns or whatever so sometimes at times i was i zoned out a little because it's just your standard cowboy movie but Everybody played it straight. I mean, for 1938, it was, you know, decently done, you know. Mm. I mean, the cinematography was fine, you know, like a cheap, like an old, you know, whatever, whoever, Western or whatever. You know, it was... It was they should have... You know what? Tarantino should have came out with that, like, from behind the curtain and introduced his Hateful Eight like that. He should have. <laughs> you know what? Don't give him any ideas. He'll do it for the Hateful Eight Part 2. Even eight, even eight fuller. The, the evil, the the hateful eight and a half. You know, it's like a, they'll get a you know a little guy to you know show up in the movie going like, hey, I'm gonna get you, Sam Jackson, Maybe or whatever. Raped and blown his head off. Yeah, or something like that. Yeah, you know. But um, <sighs> you know, I I mean, I, I don't see. Do you like westerns at all? Uh just the Leone ones. Pretty much. I mean, I, you know, if it's like if like Shatner's in one or somebody goofy's in one, I'll watch it. But or Clint. A Clint, but as, as a genre, no, no, mm. no. Or near nor war movies. I'm not a big fan of war movies. Yeah, I don't either. like war. I don't like pirate movies either, to be honest. Yeah, it gets too much of that crap. You know, I yeah. I, I, I know I've watched the Pirates of the Caribbean because those aren't even movies. Those are just kind of. Johnny Depp vehicles for being of, goofball. Yeah. Talk uh, about Keith Richards. Yeah, no shit. Yeah. <laughs> he loves him. Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah big time. <laughs> Love him long time, as they say in the, uh, you know. Nowhere. <laughs> in the brothels in yeah. Bangkok. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, not that I've ever been there. Bangkok, everyone. <laughs> Bangkok. I just, I just like saying the name of that city. But, um, no, I'm not a big Western fan. No, or a musical fan. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or a, a war, or uh, but every other the other genres are okay, I guess. I guess I yeah. don't know, you know, yeah, whatever. Depends on who's in the movie, maybe. A lot of times that's what it boils down to, you know. Yeah. Star power does reign supreme to some degree, even if it is B movie star power. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah, right. Because yeah. we we all know some of these famous guys that are in these B movies and they're great. You know, Bruce Campbell chewing the scenery, or sure, you know, sure, or yeah. Some of the older guys that we love. You know? Sure, sure, yeah. So. Eh, I don't know. Uh, we're not even going to talk about it. I, I, I'm going to say uh, straight down the middle five. It, it, Me too. Me too. It's yeah. a ten cut in half. 
Yes, it would have been a ten if they were full size <laughs> actors. They were taller. I but, bet it would have been a four no, if they were taller. Not that, you know. <laughs> so yeah, theater of the absurd. If you were looking for something just to laugh at and get drunk and whatever, yeah, uh, why not? But if you were, you know, if you like westerns a whole lot, then you owe it to yourself to watch it just as part of the genre. Yeah, just as like know. the oddity in the yeah, because every 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 genre has its outliers and its things that either didn't get it quite right or just on purpose were weird and this, this is, is one, one of those of yeah. yeah all right we're gonna take a trailer break and then we get back we'll talk about a movie that there seems to be a lot to talk about in but i'm not sure why this is the next one really doesn't have much of a plot either has zero plot but uh, but but a lot of stuff a lot, a lot of st- yeah it's yeah he's got emotional problems man you mean beyond past physical he's fragile very fragile I did not know that. Eight states wanted them jailed. Six torture victims wanted them dead. All the sadomaniacs wanted was one more night for the most brutal orgy in history. a bunch of young kids and turned them into a cult of savage blood creatures. Back. 
And she showed me her boobies, and I liked them too. There once was a lady who got sick of the city, so she made herself a plan to get out of the city, find the roots in the jungle where a woman is a woman and a man is a man. She went looking for her mate. She didn't find a man, so she found herself a name. She's an ancient lady, a mistress of the age. Rated R. Under 17, not admitted without parent. Mark! Yeah! Ing! Yeah! Bird! Yeah! 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 Mockingbird! Don't everybody have you heard? Have you heard? She's gonna buy me a mockingbird! And if that mockingbird don't sing, she's gonna buy me a diamond ring! And if that diamond ring don't Weird. That's interesting. Yeah. You're just saying the movie that we're doing now never made it to DVD, huh? No, it's called uh, it's called Get Crazy. It's from '82, I think. And yeah, Get Crazy. It's one of those things that never made it to DVD. It's on it's on demand. Um, I think MGM. It's an MGM movie because I saw the the logo at the beginning, oh, yeah, but they never they never bothered to put it out. So boy, uh, it's weird. Well, that that makes you wonder how many movies out there are like that. Probably a where, lot. Where like no one even cares enough to even bring it to the next generation you know like think of the ones that fell off that didn't make it to dvd or to uh vhs or beta especially nowadays because in the early days of uh dvd they used to they would put out anything just to fill fill shelves you know because it was dvd mania yeah fill best buy shelves and then when Mm. that all died out now stuff like this will be will be sometimes it will be video you can buy it from them on demand and then Mm. in this case it was on on Comcast on demand or something like that, you know. And the other, the other weird thing was, we originally were going to do another movie, and then I said, well, you know, maybe that's too obscure. Let's do this one. It turns out it was a New Year's Eve movie, so it just happened right at the. See, I thought you planned that. That was synchronicity you know? or yeah, something. Yeah. You know? Speaking of synchronicity, our lead the lead actor kind of looks like Sting in this movie, but that's <laughs> a whole t- different. <laughs> that cod piece he was wearing was. <laughs> oh awesome. yeah, that was, that was greatness. Yeah, yeah. He was, was funny. Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm yeah. McDowell in this movie was very. What was funny. his name? Roddy Wanker or something? Wanker or something like that. This is this is called Get Crazy. It's, it's like uh, it's like rock and roll high school meets uh, Animal House meets Animal House yeah. meets New Year's Eve meets you know whatever. You the, know? Now the guy who's the star of it. Is also the guy from. Oh, this uh, movie has so many people. Oh, I know. Well, isn't he was the guy from uh, uh, Daniel Stern? Damn it! He was in Chud. He was also the voice of the Wonder Years. He was like in the Wonder Years, a narrator of that TV show. Oh, wow. he was the voice of it, Daniel Stern. Yeah, he was in cool. Chud among other movies. You're trying. I can't think of the other one. What you're was that about. one with with, uh, with uh, Spicoli? Uh, he wasn't in uh, Fast Times, was he? I thought he was the brother. No, I don't. Time. I don't think. Well, okay, let's let's check it out before okay, we hold go on, any we'll further. Pause. Sorry, everyone. Okay, swing and a miss on that one. Judge Reinhold is who I was thinking Judge of because yeah. I was even like thinking of his his acting when, when similar. It, yeah, similar. But okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this movie has like Clint Howard's in it. Uh, Mary Warnoff, Paul Bartel. So uh, I was interested leaving yeah. from fears in it you know <laughs> i know from that guy. and he was just playing pig, a psycho pig, piggy piggy, well, iggy, piggy yeah. yeah he was playing like it's just this out of control psycho like that they just unleashed it, 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 it was like they the mad max beyond thunderdome took him yeah, and yeah, used yeah. it as their main that character yeah because yeah, there yeah. was that one guy that they would just 
unchain when they needed to kill everyone. Yeah, right, and right. Just, yeah. Yeah. And he would just you know, unchain him and he would just run around and murder everyone. And that's what this that's what he did. Just kind of smash his head off things. Malcolm McDowell. Um, <laughs> even like they had like Bobby Sherman and Fabian. The yeah. two teenage guys were in there. Ed Begley Jr. Lou you know I mean? Reed. Lou, well, Lou Reed was great in it. And he I was. really do like that song he did at the end. It was a really cool song. Yeah, Lou Reed's like... At the beginning of the movie, they want him to be at the show, and he's like, "Oh, I don't know, man. I don't have any songs. How many songs?" And the guy, the guy goes, "Well, you know, I'm dying." He goes, "Oh, that's a great idea. Now I'm feeling inspired, you know." Was like, he was like the whole time he's in this cab, just making up songs. He's yeah, like, and I bet you, and I, the show. and I bet you, that's how some of these guys do songs. I bet you they just like they're just like I need a song. And I go, Gumby, and he starts singing about Gumby, and yeah, then he goes on to something. I bet you that. But anyway. This yeah. is an this is an interesting strange movie that I should have wa- seen back then, but I never got around to it. I don't know if it got that never much. Never heard of it. It's got yeah. a, it's got a soundtrack album with Joey Ramone song. It's got Joey Ramone. The Ramones got a song on it. You know, yeah, it's like it's um, true. It was weird. It was such an odd. It was a very odd movie. The, the whole um, premise of this movie is that like Ed Begley and his and and, and these two henchmen are trying. His group of whatever financiers are trying to buy this. Uh, famous um, uh, a theater in in New York because they want to build a high rise and right. they're trying to get the they're trying to get the guy who he wor- who Ed Begley used to work for to sell it. And the guy won't do it. Yeah, the last stronghold of like real music. It's and like real the Fillmore. Yeah, it's a, tribute, it's a tribute to the Fillmore or yeah. whatever. <coughs> so, so he's the last holdout that isn't going to sell out because he wants the music to be for the kids. Yeah, yeah, he, right. He was spouting he's rock and roll. He was yeah. spouting off a lot of that stuff where he was like, you know, I'm keeping this here because I don't care about money. Some things are more important, blah blah blah. Like so, he was kind of like championing the good of keeping this kind of place alive. Right, right, right. So then, then the 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 Ed Begley, the 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 nephew of the of the main guy, wants to you know like wants to be buddy, wants to get in with Ed Begley. So he says, yeah, I'll sign the, I'll get him to sign the lease because he's dying because he has like some heart attack or something like that, which turns out not to be a heart attack. I'll get him to sign the lease. Chinese food was what it was, yeah. Yeah, you know, and then that doesn't work out. So then the the whole pop plot is that they're they're gonna bomb the place or whatever. And the setting is this. They're it's a New Year's Eve. It's New Year's Eve for 1993 or 1983. Yeah. So, like, they're they're planning and getting this extravaganza going. And then after the bad guys try to kill or try to buy the place, they move. They transition from the planning stage to now it's go time. So they're doing a show, like, and from the stage manager's perspective, uh, who also has a love interest for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, and he's going in and out of flashbacks in his mind, fantasizing about having sex with her. Yeah. But. These bands are coming in and mayhem's ensuing. The bad guys put a bomb in this place because they can't get it. You right, know? right, right, right. Because they followed, the, you know, you can't get them to sign it or whatever. So they go, oh, we'll get it one way or the other. So they're gonna blow the place. And then this movie like brings every genre. They try to get every genre of music because they get Howard Kalen from the Turtles, the hippy dippy stuff shows up. There's the blues <laughs> with King Blues. They or pull whatever. Well, They pull up with a van. And like they all get out in the hands of he's like, yeah man, here's my ticket. It said from 1968. Yeah, yeah, and right. Like, and then the guy's like, put him on. He's gonna be on stage now. And he's just, they're just doing that whole 
comedy yeah, the gesture, hippie you know, stuff, yeah, and then like putting acid in the water. Yeah, and then there's, there's like an alien who comes. I mean, this movie is totally politically incorrect. An alien like who comes in with like drugs all the time. You know, to give him like from his briefcase or whatever. This skull, <laughs> it's like a skull-looking alien too. It's really bizarre. Yeah, like, he gives out a whole bunch of drugs, and one lady, one girl goes, "Are you married?" <laughs> <laughs> this is a movie totally politically incorrect. You know. Yeah. And Malcolm McDowell's doing like tons of coke with his girlfriend on the plane, and it's flying upside down because they're so high and everything. And Malcolm, Malcolm McDowell is like, it. then you got the punk rocker, which is Piggy, and the girl band, the punk rocker, and, and the, the Nanas. Uh, yeah, and the not and the not and the, yeah, whatever. And then and then uh, Malcolm McLaren, Malcolm McDowell, I should say, is the old glam rocker or whatever. You yeah. know, Roddy, whatever his name was. I can't even think of Wanker, yeah. Roddy Wanker or something like that. I don't know. He's 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 great in it. He's like acting up like a like doing like a Mick Jagger bet when he's oh, singing I know. and he all that crap. He sounded like him. He sang like him, and his whole song was like. I'm the greatest yeah, I've yeah, ever right, been yeah, yeah. and all this stuff. It, was, it made you laugh because you're like... And this is right around the same time as Spinal Tap do this movie, you know, so they both would make a good double feature or whatever. Why not, right? You know, but, but yeah, so like, there's all these, there's eight million subplots going on. There's this guy chasing the girl that he wants and then there's the... His sister... His sister wants to go to the show. Snuck out of the house and she, they were totally square. Yeah, so yeah. So then she snuck out and then changed into like the most 80s Outfit. This movie was total eighties. You hurt. You hurt. Late seventies, early eighties, man, all day long. Yeah, her eighties hurt going on in this movie. You got her going on. Then you got the one kid that that never gets laid or whatever. You know, the last American virgin or whatever. You know, he's got his storyline, and so on and so forth. And then it all revolves around New Year's Eve. So like, then there's like, not only does the alien guy bring like, he brings coke. Then he brings all these pills to get everybody to. Set up the show quicker, but that's and they went to fast forward like like they all took these pills that yeah. the alien gave them. They're like, we need to do like like we need like ten days to do all this work, or we need some drugs. Alien gives them drugs just out of nowhere. Then they just fast forward and everything's done, and they're like, oh well, now it's showtime. And you're like, what? And then he brings hallucinogenics too at the end for the hippies. So this movie is like, it wouldn't get made today. That's for damn total sure, nonsense. Right and it, this was one of those where the category like like they just. A lot of these weirder movies from this time where they were more experimental and more just loosey-goosey, yeah, yeah. you could introduce this character and no one even questioned Nobody, it. Nobody, no. It didn't even matter in this movie that an alien just showed up with drugs. It, it, it You're like, well, that makes total sense. Because yeah, who cares? Like, it's a drive-in movie. It's, it's crazy. It's insanity. It's like a Cheech and Chong movie where you don't expect a lucid plot line or... No, no, or yeah. What, you just kind of go whatever. I guess they're in Mexico now, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. who cares? And you know, it's just like a, it's just like an '80s screwball comedy or yeah. something like that. You know, you, when you see how absurd it is at the beginning, you know you're not gonna. You know, the beginning of it starts with like a Star Wars crawl, and it turns out that's like the New Year's Eve. He's supposed to come down on a rocket or something like that. You know, and it's like, yeah. I mean, it's it, and like I said, it's like everybody. If it has everybody gets theirs at the end in one way or the yep. other. You know. All the so, comeuppance are handed out. Yeah, you know? and all the good things and the bad things are handed out. So, I mean, it's... it's <laughs> that one guy... I like how the bikers show up and, like... They, they're, like... They're trying to break into this place to, like, go to this concert for the drugs and all that kind of stuff. And the guy, like, this this grony little usher is, like, holding him out. And then he opens... He's like, get out of here. You don't have tickets. And he goes... What should I do? And he goes, like, do they have tickets? No. Well, tell them to go fuck off. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. he opens the door and he yells that, and then the bikers punch through the door and <laughs> grab him by his throat. 
<laughs> and then they like of course come in and then there's just motorcycles riding around and and all the and all and on all the time with all these psychodramas or whatever like Lou Reed's trying to write a song because that's his thing you get on a cab to write a song he didn't have a take song a for the show route. he goes take the scenic route I really need to focus on my music so all throughout yeah. the movie you hear like a clip of him singing a line or two and then finally he gets there at the end after everything's been resolved or whatever you know and it's like oh you missed it. You know, and it's like, oh, no, man, you can come by next year or whatever, you know. So he's like, yeah, but I got this song. So it's like the guy's, Daniel, uh, Daniel Stern's sister comes out. Well, you can play it for her or whatever. So at the end, the whole end credits is Lou Reed playing a song called My Little Sister. And it's a really good song, actually, you know. So it was like, you know, it's kind mm. of a charming movie, actually. You know, yeah. it had a little bit of a heart, you know, in spite of all the shenanigans. There were boobs in it. I mean, there was like, you know, not a whole lot, but there was that that scene where Malcolm McDowell's like with eight. an orgy. It's like an orgy. And in the meantime, his girlfriend's like, you know, pissed off that. Yes, yeah. So she grabs the virgin guy and then like, and you know, him, and then does it with him. And, you know, it's like. I oh. love that. Uh, my, my and then that, that other scene, too, we'll talk about. Yeah. Malcolm McDowell is having this orgy and then like the door opens and he just like wriggles out between like yeah, naked yeah, yeah, yeah. girls they have him stacked up it's really funny and then he opens the door and he's like oh you betrayed me yeah right <laughs> he didn't care that he was sleeping <laughs> with eight women but because she was sleeping with the other guy my heart's broken she betrayed me and then he takes drugs and no 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 what happened was he didn't take the drug here's what happened because that was a funny scene He's like the guy. He's like, oh, I can't go on anymore. They want an encore. Daniel Stern's like, they want. I can't go on anymore. He goes, but you have to. And he's like, oh, God. well, give me a glass of water. And he gives him the well, the, the psychedelic water. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the he didn't know. Drug. So then when he takes it, he goes, well, oh. Oh man, I gotta go to the bathroom, and that's when, like, you know, he goes to take a leak, and he's like, got the talking ding dong. Yeah, his or whatever. penis is like his manager and telling him to do stuff. And, and apparently, a true story was that he, when he got to the set of this movie, somebody walked up to him and said, "Hey, Malcolm, how did you, how you, did you work out that scene where you're gonna, where you're gonna be talking to your talking penis?" And he goes. What he goes? What? I gotta read the script. So apparently he didn't even read the script. He didn't even know he had a scene like that or whatever. Yeah. But like you know, he's so like strong. He's so like tripping or whatever that his dick's talking to him. And then it's like kind of like telling him, "Well, you gotta be a better guy." Yeah, he should really be nicer to people. And like he's like, "I, and, and I will." And in the meantime, he's he goes shake on it. <laughs> And in the meantime, his, his band's playing, and the drummer of his band is John Densmore, the drummer for The Doors. That was the oh, real drummer. Wow. And they're doing, like, the whole, like, you know, drum solo and all this crap. He's playing a drum solo with chicken, you know, wings or whatever. Or no, chicken drumsticks or whatever, you know. So he goes in there, and he goes, hey, man, the show, you're doing encore. He goes, yeah, man, I, I got to come back, but check this out, you know. And he shows him, like, his talking ding-dong. And he goes, he goes, you can give him some booze and he goes well I will but I'm not going to touch him or something <laughs> like that you know it was like all these goofy jokes that would have been really funny in 1982 when you're watching this movie at a drive-in oh, or yeah. on VHS drunk with your buddy this is a classic drunk VHS whatever yeah, yeah, just have a fun watch time watch it a fun time movie yeah, this is a over the top yeah, goofball because this was here. crazy you know and and the That's more it's called get crazy yeah and it, like he has this enormous cod piece he's wearing yeah yeah, yeah it has right. fireworks coming out of it and yeah yeah like Jethro <laughs> Tull yeah right. one of the funniest things was the, like the reality of it is the answer to every question is the hallucinogenic water everyone that's bad eventually takes this water yeah. <laughs> and becomes good. Like well, becomes a hippie. The super yuppie jerk-off guy. That's a nephew because yeah, a nephew. Hippie. Becomes a hippie because he drank this water and 
and then they like they had to bring in the king hippie to like decipher his words so they could find <laughs> out where the bomb was yeah, and yeah, stuff. It was it's a mess of a plot. Let me tell you, it is. It's simple, but it's a mess. This is one again where you you watch it just scene by scene. Don't there's no these Legos don't connect to each other. Just no. watch a scene, laugh, accept whatever's coming next. Watch that scene, yeah. laugh. You know, it's almost like a little skit show just based around whatever. And pretty much, yeah. You know, but Mary Warnoff punched out some guy because he touched her boob or tried to touch her boob, and that was awesome. But it works. It's not boring. You know, no, I mean, no, it's, it's, it's it keeps you going through the whole the hour and a half of it or whatever. So definitely, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely like a, if if you're into it, a New Year's Eve goofy movie. Here's one for you. You know, good luck, boy. Good luck finding it though. And like that was said, an accident, by the way. I know. I, I mean, I found the movie, but I was picking another one. But then when you said the movie I picked was so obscure, I said you know what let me get this other one and yeah. I'm glad I did because I was doing show it was perfect yeah. I, I do show prep during the weeks kind of where I go out and get the, the, the images that we use on the website and all that kind of stuff and if you click those images it takes you the hyperlink to IMDB to, to learn more about these movies but I grab the images and kind of have a prep folder that I keep everything in so I get out and get the Tiny Town uh, Terror of Tiny Town stuff because of course there's millions of that stuff you know sure yeah you have your pick and I, what was the name of the first one? You For Love or Murder. For Love or Murder. And it's a Mary Warnoff movie, so I was like, all right, I'm on board. And I, everyone, I, I love Mary Warnoff. She's sure. awesome. So, and I'm like looking, and I, and I type it in, and I couldn't find anything, nothing. And I type in, you know, For Love or Murder movie, mm, nothing. And I say, you know, 1970, nothing. Then, but then, like, the only thing that comes up is, like, a little thumbnail that's attached to a YouTube channel. Yeah. And you know how those are just total crap. Mm. And I'm like, there's nothing out here for this movie, and I, you know, because the title that you had sent me even said rare, obscure, you yeah, know, whatever, yeah, yeah. and that's usually just bullcrap. It's like on eBay. Oh, really rare? Okay, whatever. It is. It is an obscure VHS. This one was. This one's truly that the first one you chose. I was like, oh my god, this thing's not even out there. Yeah. And for yeah. something to not be out on the internet, you, you, that's. Almost but it is on YouTube, believe it or not. It yeah. is on YouTube. You can find it. So, so I mean, I know. grabbed it. I'll probably will still watch it at some point, just because. You know. I, I mean, when you said that, I started looking through it. I hadn't even watched it. When you said it was really obscure, I started looking through it, and I go, I don't see... I mean, there must be a little bit of exploitation here or something, but this looks like it's a dramatic thriller with, you know, and mm. I'm like, well, let's let's try the other <laughs> one, because I really did like the Lou Reed part, so... Oh, yeah, it was really one, funny. So, and it was neat, because yeah. there was that tie-in for New Year's, and I watched it... It the, just happened that... The day before New Year's or whatever, yeah. You know, so there you go. Gotta love it. So, I don't know, what are you going to give this Seven one? Seven and a half, eight... Yeah. I'll give it a eight, seven. It's eight, a funny movie. There. It's a fun movie. Total, total. 80s. If you watched this and then packaged it around like a couple Cheech and Chong movies, you or Rock and Roll High School or something. You basically, you'd, you'd come out a different person. You, you wouldn't. Yeah, know. yeah. The world would be upside Just down. Just don't drink man. the water. Just don't drink the water. All right, short show today, but that's the way it's going to be sometimes. That's, that's the way life is, man. Yep. So don't feel shortchanged. We'll be back again, uh, stampeding ever closer to the uh, wow. Show 200. And you know what? I didn't expect this to be a short show. (laughs) I did. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Terror (laughs) Tiny Town, everyone. And here's the Mushroom Song to send us off. To to, to what? You forgot. What's that? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Oh my god. 2016. What have you done to my head? Alright, I'll I'll drop that in. Then I'll drop in the Mushroom Song. (laughs) And... We'll all say welcome 2016, and we'll do better next week. You 2016, <laughs> you better be good. You better be good. I'm gonna kick your ass. Yeah, that's a thing. See you next week, everyone.
vanish, Inquisition! Would you like to hear a song? There was a mushroom, sad little mushroom. There was a meadow, ready to cry. There was a sparrow, gray little sparrow. There was an eagle, silent and high. And the Lord said, laugh, children laugh. The Lord said, laugh, children laugh. The Lord said, laugh, children laugh. The Lord said, laugh, laugh, laugh. And the Lord, he said, I created for you a world of joy from out of the blue. And all that is left to complete the joy Just the laugh of a girl and boy Yeah, 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 yeah And there was a garden Beautiful garden Held in the arms Of a world without joy And then there was laughter Wonderful laughter For he created girl and a boy and the lord said oh laugh children laugh the lord said laugh children laugh the lord said laugh. 